he was one of the first allies in my life that spoke up for me when I felt like I didn't have a voice. Mm. Um, he, he regularly affirmed that I had something to contribute and that was special. That was, I was in my late 20s and um, didn't have the confidence that he had for me. And that was really game changing for me as well. Welcome to Be A Baller Podcast, where we discuss how to build a lifelong legacy. I'm your host, Coach Tim Brown. Today, we'll be talking about building a legacy in business with First Merchant Bank Regional President, Jennifer Griffin. Today on the show, Jennifer will share her commitment to being a positive role model for women in business and impacting the next generation of business leaders. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Coach, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, this has been, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, we have a good friend, good mutual friend in uh, Clark Kellogg. Yes. And uh, Clark's on your board and he said, Tim, he's been on the show, but Clark said, Tim, you have to get Jennifer on here. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you agreed to come and share share your story with us. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, Clark is an incredible human, uh, great friend we have in common. Yeah. You were sharing earlier as we were talking off air about growing up in Upper Arlington, yeah. Columbus native. So I had a question about growing up. Did, did you have interest in finance and money growing up? Were you saving them pennies, rolling them coins? What, <laughs> absolutely what not. Where did you come from? No, 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 absolutely not. I thought I was going to be a second grade teacher. Oh, I wow. thought I was going to coach gymnastics to little sure. girls, and I was going to be a second grade teacher, and nothing, nothing ever crossed my mind. Wow. Um, met a banking center manager who offered me a job as a bank teller, changed my life. Wow. Yep. So from being a bank teller, well, what was it about What was it about that teller role that, that you say, hey, I want to do more? So things I didn't know about myself at the time, when you're a bank teller, you balance at the end of every day. Yes. You were right or wrong. You're balancing, you balance, whatever it is. Right. I liked the completion I felt every day. Mm. And then I loved the customers. Yeah. So when I was a bank teller, banking centers were significantly busier than they are oh, today. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. And so at the time I entered the profession, they were busy and there were long lines and there was activity and questions and and I lo- couldn't love the customers more. And so what I what I decided I needed was I needed adult customers, not second graders. <laughs> And uh, I needed the balance that came with it. Mm. And then I needed to be in a product line that I could feel good about. Mm. And so um, working in, in commercial banking for me became a natural. And working to do whatever we could to try to stamp out or eradicate any predators that are mm. trying to come into our space and, mm. and take it the wrong direction. Mm. As, you, as you were coming through this profession, who were some of your mentors? Along the way. Uh, so the very first one ever, a guy named David Lundergan. Um, David Lundergan was um, invested. He was an ally. He was supportive. He wanted me to advance, um, took an interest in me excelling. And mm-hmm. so uh, David Lundergan, early and quick, I'll say that to him. Fast forward, um, I came across a gentleman, Tom McAuliffe, who launched a de novo bank in 1991. Mm. He also took an interest in making sure that I had a seat at the table. Mm. He was one of the first allies in my life that spoke up for me when I felt like I didn't have a voice. Mm. Um, he, he regularly affirmed that I had something to contribute and that was special. That was, I was in my late twenties and, um, didn't have the confidence that he had for me. Mm. And that was really game-changing for me as well. So he saw something in you. 
Yeah. Thanks. Yes, that was yeah. it was great, and and it was um, it was a it was a value contribution, um, mm. not an emotional contribution. Mm, right, right. Which which maybe I fought with a little bit as a as a young female professional, mm. um, having a seat at the table, wasn't wasn't terribly natural until mm. a little bit later in my career. All right. That leads us to the next question: You being a female leader in banking. How were you able to navigate that lack of diversity, so to speak, in banking? It's an excellent question as well. Um, I found that making sure that I led with mm. something valuable to contribute was really important. Yeah. So I found myself being highly curious so that when I entered an appointment, a meeting, a sales call, a boardroom, um, I was a contributing member of the conversation. Mm. Um, I found that being quiet at the table would do nothing but mm-hmm. amplify the idea mm-hmm. that the female voice wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't present. Mm-hmm. So I worked really, really hard to have a reason to show up and to contribute. That was very, very important to me. Uh, but then it also was important to me that I share my emotional and personal point of view. Mm-hmm. And that I wasn't going to uh, dilute my personality or dilute my beliefs or dilute my point of reference that I felt like contributing um, a female's perspective was just as valuable as earning the right to contribute some knowledge. It mattered to me a lot. Hey there, Clark Kellogg here. Building a legacy usually involves meeting the unique needs of others and being part of something bigger than yourself. That's why I love First Merchants Bank. First Merchants believes that helping communities prosper means more than just providing banking services. It means offering accessible financial education, expanded access to home ownership, and partnerships with local nonprofits to help raise up neighborhoods and lift families out of financial hardship. For resources and tools available to you, visit www.firstmerchants.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You know, from reading your bio, I know you're on a, a lot of different boards. And I, and I was watching that and, and just seeing that. Why are you so committed to diversity? Because I'm sure some of those boards, you may be the, may just be you there. I don't know. I'm not sure. uh, It just might be. (laughs) Why are you so committed to diversity and making sure that everybody has a seat at the table, so to speak? Gosh, um, outside of it's the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. how deep do I go? Mm -hmm. Um, I recognize as an older woman, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that as a younger woman, I didn't know that the lack of diversity in my life was holding me back. Mm. No one had ever expressed to me that because I was experiencing life without a lot of diversity, that I was lacking uh, in a really colorful life. Mm. And, And so I feel like not a lot of people talk about it in those terms where they're not intentionally looking for it, engaging in it, speaking up about it. Um, So I find myself wanting to be in the room to say, let's talk about it. Let's blow the cover off. Mm -hmm. Let's explore it. Let's get deep into it. I think it is absolutely the right thing to do, Mm -hmm. but I also think it's got to come with a lot of intention. Yes. And, and so uh, the unique position of a board seat allows strategic intention mm-hmm. more than, um, you know, just being a, 
just being a member of the audience. Right. You know, you said something earlier about uh, making a contribution, how yeah. important that is. And I think that's that's one of those things that you have done. Thank you. Because you're not just a token just being there. But you <laughs> Thank are you. making a kind. And speaking of that, First Merchant Bank made a commitment to opening the bank in the Northland area. We did. You know, that's big. And Thank I you. And you donate to Northland Athletic, you know, Alumni Association. Yeah. You know that area well. Why, what was the significance of opening that branch in that area? Why that area? Oh, thank you so much. So we got, um, we created a very valuable partnership with the NCRC. Mm. And the NCRC came to us and helped us identify where our dollars could have the greatest impact. Mm. And so we went on an exploration of Columbus mm. to try to identify pockets where access to banking felt like it might be lacking. Mm. And so you can find lots of neighborhoods in our um, city that look like they could benefit from a really active bank. Mm. And unfortunately, you might find out that there are a lot of banks in that neighborhood already. And it may just be a lack of strategy of however it is that that, but it's not a lack of access. And, and it was really important to us that we find an opportunity where we felt like access just really wasn't there. And when you enter that market, it's huge, by the way. I mean, oh, yeah. the, the, the amount of geography that, that Northland community covers is massive. But it also has an incredible population of first-generation Americans. Mm-hmm. And many of those first-generation Americans are learning how to interact with a United States domestic bank, right? They're working Mm -hmm. on how to um, develop their credit history, develop their business strategy, develop a home ownership strategy, develop a generational transfer strategy, things of that nature. And what we found was that there was a a huge population that nobody was talking to Mm -hmm. and we wanted to engage with, right? We wanted to provide access to individuals that felt like maybe um, that bar was too high if that's fair. No, that's good. That's good. It's definitely a need. And, and we have a, a strong approach to making sure that we're connected in the community. So the mm-hmm. Nash, the Northland Area Business Association, mm-hmm. the um, NCC, um, the Northland Community Council. This is not unique to the Northland area, but a really solid partnership with COAC which as the Central Ohio African American Chamber of Commerce, mm. remarkable organization. And, and so connecting in these places where they can also open doors and create pathways so that we get the opportunity to earn the trust and provide the credibility and create the space where we can offer reciprocating relationships, and, and that's in home ownership and small business elevation. You know, speaking of that, you're the regional president. Thank you. Region. How did that come about? Oh, um, oh my, uh, right time, right place, yeah. right time, right place. So I joined, uh, the organization in the summer of 1996 mm. and so I've been there for a hot minute right, right. and was offered the opportunity to lead our teammates in Ohio in the summer of 2008. And admittedly, I was scared to death to do it. Right. And, um, and some mentors and allies had my back and Mm. they encouraged me to take a leap of faith, Mm. believe in what was being offered. And uh, more, most importantly, they, they, they suggested 
an admiration of my style. Mm. And, and that really mattered to me, that I didn't need to show up and do it the way my predecessor had done it. I didn't need to show up and do it the way the man before me who had the chair was doing mm. it. They offered some, some honest admiration for my style of doing it. And, and then that got me into the place where I said, all right, I'll, I'll go get it. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me get after it. The team at the Financial Solutions Network is proud to partner with Tim Brown and bring you this episode of Be A Baller. Our mission is to share generously of our time, talent, and financial resources to help our clients develop financial plans and wealth management strategies that allow them to live the lives they imagine while connecting them with experiences and people that enhance their quality of life. FCA is one of those organizations by helping young men and women through the development of their personal faith. The Financial Solutions Network is an independently owned and managed wealth advisory firm based in Wordington, Ohio. We are a multi-generational professional team of advisors with a combined 83 years of experience teaching and managing financial strategies for individuals, families, businesses, and institutions. We would be honored to help you plan your financial journey. Contact us at 614-505-3025 or visit our website at tfsn.net. Now, you can't leave us hanging with this, your style. You, you, have, you, have to, you just can't throw that out there. He you my style. You got to tell us your style. Now. All right, well, so you've touched a lot. It's, it is, I need more people in my life every day. Okay. I need to be more curious. I need yeah. to ask more questions. Yeah. I need my door off the hinges. Mm. I need to be um, available and approachable yeah. and and I, I find myself in the most interesting situations and I'll never do it alone. I'm never going to be smart enough. Mm-hmm. So, so I get to invite so many amazing people mm. to join together and talk about a, whatever the strategy might be. And I get to be a part of it. And I guess that's it. I mean, my, my, my approach is um, get me lots of voices, get me, get me the most humble servant leader you can find mm. have them join with me and let's go find higher heights but let's let's do that at the elevation of others um and take all the gifts and rewards that come along with it because i just couldn't be more proud of the people i get to do it with mm. and um the joy it brings me to to do it in my hometown yeah that's good that's good first merchant bank is annually recognized as one of the best employees in ohio what makes First Merchant Bank such a great place place to work, but also to grow as an employee? Ooh, so good. Um, one thing I think is cool about the survey mm-hmm. is one of the elements of the survey is that we need a high response rate. Mm. So that means that the employees right. have to want to yes. talk about us. Yes. And, and typically, if someone wants to talk about you, there's no guarantee it's good or bad. Right, right, right. You don't know. <laughs> But I've always thought the bar of entry to qualify as a response rate meant something interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The employees want to talk about it. Yeah. Benefits matter. Mm-hmm. So work-life balance matters a lot. And benefits are big in the survey. So you're going to invest your life with us. Mm-hmm. We're going to invest ours back into yours. That reciprocation yes. of benefits means a lot. Um, and I'm proud of the benefits package. Mm-hmm. So that gets us there. 
So you have a voice and you want to use it. We invest in your life and that matters to you. You trust the leadership mm-hmm. and we're approachable and accessible and you believe in the purpose of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and together, that's sort of the secret sauce that helps to retain great employees. The, um, like I said, I think I've been there 27 years and I'm not alone. Um, the woman who hired me has more than 30 years in and she's still there. Mm. Uh, Pamela Miller, incredible angel. And Pam has been with me every step of the way. So tenure yes. matters. Um, and we we protect our culture at mm. all costs. We mm. protect our culture. So if, if you're not if you're not in it, we're going to know it. Well, you're throwing out all kinds of words now. Now you done went from <laughs> style to culture. Now, what is the culture of First Merchants Bank? You throw these, you're throwing this stuff out at me. Ah, the culture of First Merchants Bank. Yeah. It is, um, we use the word prosperity a lot. Mm. Prosperity a lot. Prosperity in general, take a moment to think about it. It's a journey, mm-hmm. not an end. Yes. It's every one of us should go to bed tonight more prosperous than we were when we woke up. And I don't care where that's coming from, right? That can be spirit. That can be Mm. work. That can be my family. That can be an article I read. Whatever that is, Mm. it's not just money. It's a whole life. And it doesn't end. Mm. And so what is our culture? Our culture is people that are servant leaders, Mm -hmm. that are making the communities where we work, live, breathe, and contribute better places that are offering solutions that elevate you, Mm. that uh, aren't using tools to hold you back, and they're not giving you bad advice, right? right. That hopefully these guys are smart enough, giving you good advice. Mm. Our culture, it it starts with servant leadership, and then it just takes off from there. Mm. Sounds like, uh, can you tell the audience, what, what, what would you look for in an employee? Attitude, attitude, attitude was lots of things we can train. Mm. I mean, I wasn't going to be a banker. Someone had to train me to be a banker. Um, Attitude. So you want to contribute. You want to be present. You want to be curious. You want to learn. You want to grow. You want to advance. You care about the person sitting next to you. You make people smile, Mm. you know, that you are participating in a team game. Mm. This is a this is a full team driving the bank to and its clients and its shareholders and its community. All of it. Um, it's what we're looking for. Uh, right. This skills come, but right. uh, you got you got to want to participate. Yeah, I want to participate. Great. You know, as you've been in banking for a while, what advice would you give to a young person who may be interested in the banking industry? Um. Be curious about all the possibilities. The bank is a business. Mm. And so often we think of a bank as the banking center and the right. ATM and the drive through right, that you've right. probably experienced. But it's also technology. Mm. It's also cybersecurity. It's right. also fraud, risk, governance. Um, it's underwriting financial analysis and investment. It's selling. It's servicing. It's, um, you know, administrative services and front. So, so first of all, don't write off banking as if it only is, you know, one face because it's a, a very complicated business with lots of interesting pockets for employment. And then no, do you prefer the administrative side of the house or do you prefer the customer facing side of the house? Test them both out. Mm. Have you been in hospitality 
Um, have you been in sales? Do you prefer uh, the administrative routines? Know one side or the other and then go explore them to the, to the nth degree. Uh, on this podcast, it's about building a lifelong legacy. Yeah. So I'm glad to be sitting with a baller like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Coach. So what does the word legacy mean to you? And, and could you talk about the legacy you're building? Mm, I was incredibly blessed to be invited to this really cool lunch. Mm-hmm. And um, Gene Smith from Ohio State University got to have a few words. Mm-hmm. And Gene Smith gets up there and he basically says... You should want to be missed. (laughs) And whatever I thought about legacy before that was thrown out the window. I want to be Gene Smith. That's what I want to be. But to be missed, for someone to notice the absence Mm. and want to fill it. They don't need to want to fill it with me. Mm. But if they want to fill it with a spirit that is in alignment Fill it. Don't leave the gaps empty. When I think about legacy, whether or not my name ever shows up on um, of anything of permanence is, is so immaterial. And Gene Smith talked about what it meant to be missed. So it, it, I thought, fill the gap. You want to fill the gap with a spirit that's in alignment of the spirit that's being missed. Mm-hmm. Go find that. I hope someday someone might fill a gap I leave behind and I hope they want to keep it alive. Wow. That's powerful. That's well said. That's thank well you. Said. I want to thank you for being a female trailblazer and your commitment to being in the room, you know, to represent and include others in the banking industry. Thank you. So this has truly been an honor and a privilege to, to sit here and talk to you. I love your, your enthusiasm. <laughs> you know, I love your style, you know, and, <laughs> All that, and I'm sure this is why Clark wanted you in the room to have this conversation. And this brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks to our special guest, Jennifer Griffith, Regional President of First Merchant Bank. And we just, well, I'm just excited for all that you're doing and the bank and the commitment that you guys have made to Central Ohio, particularly to Columbus. And so I'm looking forward to uh, visiting the bank, you know, and checking you out. You are always invited. Jennifer, thank you for sharing your many years of service to making our community, and the world better. Thank Thank you very much for today's invitation. Thank you for joining us during this enlightening and informative discussion on building a lifelong legacy in business. I hope this episode was beneficial to you. As always, thanks for listening to Be A Baller Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share this podcast with family and friends. Be A Baller Podcast is available on all major podcast stations. Be sure to come back next week as we continue to discuss on how to build a lifelong legacy. Until then, don't forget to be a baller. This podcast was created by Coach Tim Brown. It was edited by Tehran Howe and produced and recorded by the video production class of Worthington Christian High School.